Good morning. Happy Father's Day. Let's stand to our feet. Let's worship the Lord in this place today. There is freedom.
Well, happy Father's Day. Can we hear? Happy Father's Day. This song we're going to get into next um, is pretty special uh, for me. The lyrics are powerful. Um, Bobby wanted me to share something about my father, my heavenly, not heavenly, but earthly father. And uh, there was 35 years that went by that we never spoke, never saw him, uh, had no relationship at all. And uh, it was a burden on my heart. And uh, God, the great surgeon of my heart, uh, made me pick up the phone one day and call him. And eight years ago, we've had a great relationship ever since. Come up and see him. He's up in the mountains. Uh, My son and I just left. Um, So God really can do things um, in your life that you think is impossible. And these burdens that we carry, we really need to run to the Father. So with that said, happy Father's Day.
I long before my first breath, running into your arms is running to life from death, and I feel this rush deep in my chest. Your mercy. between that are here with us today and that if you um, are feeling this morning that you are part of the fatherless crowd I just want you to know that you have a heavenly father that loves you and cares for you um, unlike any earthly father ever will so if you leave here with nothing else know that our father in heaven has a great and deep love for you my name is Julia. I'm the college and young adult minister here. We are so grateful that you have chosen to worship with us this morning. Um, if this is your first time, I want to encourage you to stop by our welcome desk out in the atrium. We have a gift just for you. And you can also text the number 904-441-6900. That will pull up our digital connect card. And if you're a member here or a guest, you can fill that out. Let us know how we can be praying for you and what's going on in your life. It's a great way to get connected with the body of the church. Also, you can text that number and pull up our digital bulletin, which will tell you all the things that are happening in the life of our church. We are not taking summer off. There are so many fun things going on this summer. Men's Bible studies, women's Bible study, youth and college all have things each week that are happening and ways for you to get plugged in. So please go check out the Anastasia calendar to see what is happening this summer. We just got out of an amazing week of vacation Bible school. And um, are there any people, if you helped out with VBS, if you painted a set, if you led a Bible study, if you guided some kids around, can you please stand up? We're, thank you so much. These amazing volunteers gave up their week this past week. We had over 340 kids each day at our vacation Bible school. And also amongst those children, 36 kids gave their life to Jesus. And of those 
36 children, we were able to baptize 14 of them during our Friday program here in the CLC. If you missed out on VBS this past year, don't worry, we have a video to get you caught up to speed. As you can see, we have a lot of fun here that week during VBS, but it is because of your incredible generosity throughout the year that we are able to reach our community so well and to love on a group of children that may not otherwise hear the gospel. And um, we are just so grateful for this church body that values children, that values helping our community, that values sharing the good news of Christ wherever we go. Um, so as we get ready to take our offering in this uh, moment, I'm just asking you to pray with me as we thank God for all that he has done. Dear Lord, you are an amazing father. You are so good to us and you are so generous to us. And I just pray on this Father's Day that we would not take you for granted. Lord, we thank you for how you worked in a powerful and mighty way through our church. We thank you for the blessings. We thank you for the children that have given their lives to you, Lord, that they are now your children. And Lord, we just pray as we take up this offering that this would not be um, showing any goodness of us, Lord, but a reflection of the goodness that you have given to us. We pray this all in your name. Amen. 
What a great morning it's been already. Happy Father's Day, as it's been said so many times. I have already said you too to a lady who wished me Happy Father's Day. I've already screwed up. Um, so, <clears throat> so you probably do that a time or two today as well. You know, Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. You too to all the other ladies who are still kind of getting one as well for whatever. I don't know. So I've been here for two years um, on staff at this church. Um, July, in, in, in just a couple weeks, it'll be my two-year anniversary. Woohoo! Yeah. So I want to ask you a question. How well do you think you know me? How well do you know me? I've been here for two years, you know. Um, maybe not at all. Maybe not much. Uh, good, to, good to meet you here, you know. Um, but how well do I know you? I don't know. I'm trying to get to know you. It's been hard to, the first nine months, I meet everybody behind a mask. You know, so if I forget your name because I have only seen half of your face, then, you know, I apologize. But, um, so let me tell you just a little bit for those of you who might be interested in me just a little bit. I'm going to tell you a little bit about who I am. I'm a man of many hobbies. I have lots of interests and um, I, I love where art meets food. And I do Texas style barbecue. I love to cook a brisket or a pulled pork over an oak wood fire. I use salt and pepper. I I smoke it low and slow for a long time. And I could talk to you for hours and oh, the delectable meats of morsels of meat that I, that I cook. It's, I love it. I'm getting hungry just now thinking about it. Right. Um, so I do like briskets. I do pork. I do pork belly burn-ins, I do ribs, I do chicken wings and all that stuff. I could talk to you on and on and on about it. But I I love where art meets food. I love where art meets technology. And I love to do um, photography. I love to make videos. I actually drove um, two hours down to the Cape, down to the Space Force last night and two hours back to get this photo right here. Um, this was the launch. Maybe you heard it last night at 12.15. Um, I took that photo. I love doing photography. I love making videos. And um, I love also where art meets music. I could go on and on and on about guitars and their pickups and the different kind of woods or different kind of styles and the, the, all the different, different things that you can do with guitars. I love to play the ukulele. I like uh, the mandolin as well. I want to learn the banjo and um, I'm trying to learn the keyboard a little bit as well. I love music and I want our home to be a place where we celebrate music and where we do our family devotions with music. I want to raise my kids to know music and that's just a little bit um, about who I am. I also love water. I love anything in or on the water. I love to be in a boat. I love to be behind a boat wakeboarding. I love to be, um, I like to go surfing. I love to uh, be under the water. I love scuba diving and snorkeling and catching stone crabs. I most like, I most mostly like to eat the things that come out of the ocean. Can I get an amen? So I love to get into a school of mahi. It's so super fun when you just kind of pull them in. I love to go catching instead of just fishing. You know what I mean? Um, so I also love to go out super, super early on a really super glassy day on a, on a nice little quiet lake and go catch a largemouth bass on a topwater lure. Can I get an amen, guys? Can I get a, <laughs> right? You know, I, I love anything um, that has to do with the water. Okay, and you could get me to, if we had a conversation, if we had a lunch, you mentioned any of these things, I could go on and on about all of these different things. And I actually cut a pile of my hobbies out of this list, right? Because they only gave me 23 minutes today to talk about the Holy Spirit. So, um, <clears throat> well, so, we're, uh, so on and on I go here. So I could be talking about all these things 
I could keep going. I could bore you with all the details of, and the YouTube channels and how you could learn about all of these things as well and all the equipment and all the skills and the smells and all of that. So we're in a series called You Asked For It. And that's where you ask us questions and we bring you answers. Today, I'm talking about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And so they've, uh, so we're, uh, this, this, the person and the work of the Holy Spirit is so dynamic, it's so incredibly deep that I could go on and on and on. It feels like um, this message might be like me talking about one of my hobbies because there is so much about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. He's 100% God. He's equally as much God as the Father is God and as the Son is God, but he's often the most neglected and misunderstood person of the Trinity. And they only gave me a few minutes to talk about it, and as we talk about the Holy Spirit, just for these few minutes, you may feel like we're only going to scratch the surface. So I want to say that this is not an exhaustive message. And if I was to sit here and open up the Bible for the next eight weeks and we just dove into it for 45 minutes every sermon, we got into it at the end of that series, you would probably still feel like we've only scratched the surface of the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. So I pray that during this message that you will feel inspired to go home and do a little bit of digging and research and study on your own. So that you can grow and so that you can know God's Holy Spirit better for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. That's why I tell the students all the time. Dig into God's word for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. And if I say anything that sounds kind of, kind of wacky up here, I want you to check it out and say, oh, where is it in the Bible? Don't just take my word for it. Listen to it. For your, read it for yourself. So before we dig in, let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for this opportunity to gather here today in your house to learn from you, to sing songs to you, and to love on you. Lord, I pray that you will spend a little bit of extra time with us this morning and teach us. Speak to us, God. We are so thankful that you are a God who is here and you are knowable. You are not far away and uninvolved in our lives, but you speak to us. Lord, please teach us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So open your Bibles up to John chapter 14. The words will not be on the screen. The reference is if you forget where we are. So John chapter 14, we're going to look at verses 15 through 17. Get out a a phone, a tablet, some sort of a device or something. Get your Bible out because I want us to read this scripture along together. So here it is. John chapter 14. Verses 15 through 17. This is Jesus speaking. He says, If you love me, you will keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it, does not see, it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him because he remains with you and will be in you. So as we look at this passage, we dive into the Holy Spirit just a little bit. I've got two main big points. I want to talk about who he is and what he does. First, we're going to talk about who he is. We're going to look at this passage and see who is the Holy Spirit. But before we do that, I want to talk about who he's not, what he isn't. 
He isn't an it. A lot of people talk about the Holy Spirit as it does this and it does that. He is a person. You don't refer to other people as it's. I have a really good friend, Marshall Ellenberg, and it took me on its boat the other day and it goes surfing with me and has come over to my house. Um, I don't talk about people as it's, but a lot of times we talk about the Holy Spirit as an it, as an energy. We don't do that with anything with anybody else. It's not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's a he. He's not a bird. A lot of people think that he's like the, the dove. That's not the Holy Spirit. He is a deity. He is God. He's not weak. He's not the weakest part of God. He's not this other part of God. He is no less God than God the Father or God the Son. He is powerful. So let's talk about who he is according to this scripture here. Jesus said, it's good for me to go away with you, go, go away from you. I'm going to send another. I'm going to send uh, the counselor. Okay, this word counselor in chapter uh, 14, verse 16. says, so I'm gonna send you another. It means he's another God, another one of us, another one of the Trinity, the counselor or the comforter. If you look at the original Greek language here, the word is parakaleo. Parakaleo is a combination of two words. Para or para um, is like where we get parallel from, right? It means beside. And kaleo is where we get the word to be called. He is called in our aid beside us. He is with us and he advocates for us. He is a counselor to us. He is a comforter to us. He is beside us and he is called to our aid to be with us. He is always there beside us. Para kaleo. You may have heard the transliteration of this word, the paraclete. If you've ever studied this passage before, the Holy Spirit is also known as the paraclete. That's because we get it from that word parakaleo. He is beside us and he is called to our aid. He comforts us in our time of need. So it says, I will ask the father, he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. This word is ahiona. It's forever. Okay. We translate it forever. And the original Greek, um, Greek language, this word literally means forever. It means forever, you know, it's like with us in this world and into the next world, okay? That means that the Holy Spirit is with us. He is parakaleo, he is our advocate, he is our comforter forever. I believe that this is an indicator, this is a proof text that we have eternal security. I believe that when you get saved once, you are always saved. If you, um, you either were never saved or, or, or you are saved and you, when you get the Holy Spirit, he is with you forever. It says it explicitly right there. He will be with you forever. You can't lose the Holy Spirit. You can't be good enough to get him. It's all based on his goodness, not ours. You can't be bad enough to lose him because if he comes into your life, then he changes you. We're going to talk about that just a little bit. So he's with you, he's the comforter, he's forever. Um, I've already mentioned this as well, but it says in verse 17, he is the spirit. This shows us that it's not an it. He's a he, okay? And he is a person. 
and, and he's not just an energy that's kind of all around. Although he is in all places at all times, just like every part of the Trinity is. He's not just an energy, though. He is everywhere, but he's a he. He's a person, and he is knowable. Let's go along here. He is the spirit of the world, of, of, of the word of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him. I want to look at these couple of words here. It says, because he remains with you and he will be in you. He is with you. He is para. He is beside you. He is in all places at all times. And he is right here right now. He is with us. But he is also in us. In Revelation chapter 20, I think, verse 3, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody opens the door, I will come in. He will come inside of us. He will, he will come into us. The word in there is the same word that's used in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, when it says that Mary was with child. And the, the literal language there is that she, had, she was holding in the belly the baby. Holding in the belly the baby. The, the baby was inside of her, and uh, it was in her, just like the Holy Spirit is in us. That's what it says. He's with us and he's in us. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 16 says that you are God's temple and the Holy Spirit lives in you. Same word. Just like a baby is inside the mother, the Holy Spirit is inside the Christ follower. You might have heard it also said about Samson. Maybe some of the other judges. Maybe the King Saul in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit came on them. The Holy Spirit came on them and left them. You know, he said he's with us forever. But what about Samson? When he cut his hair, the Holy Spirit left him. What about King Saul? When, when, the, when the Holy Spirit came and then um, he, was, he was not the king anymore, the king and the Holy Spirit left him. Couldn't he also leave us? No, because at, in that time, the Holy Spirit worked differently. He was not in the world and working like he does now. He came for specific times and specific places and he came on Samson. When Samson had his hair long, he took the Nazarite vow and he didn't touch any unclean thing and then he didn't drink any wine and all that. And then he did all of those things and the spirit left him because it came on him and then it left him. But that doesn't happen anymore with us. With, with Christ followers, he comes inside of us and he resides there forever. That's a little bit about who he is. Let's talk a little bit about what he does. What does he do in our lives in this world? Before we talk about what he does, I want to talk a little bit about why he does it. And we're not going to get deep into this because you can study into theology and get really, really deep and have lots and lots of proof texts. But if you'll just trust me on this one, this one is why God does everything that he does and that God's ultimate goal is to bring glory to himself. In everything that God does, he's, his goal is to bring glory to himself. Now that sounds a little bit, a little bit conceited, a little bit um, selfish, a little bit arrogant. But God is the only one worthy of bringing and requesting and, and, and bringing glory to himself. He's the only one worthy of it. We are all sinful and imperfect. Even angels are created ones. God is self-existent all-powerful, and he's the only being worthy of having glory, bringing glory to himself. So everything that he does is for that reason. 
It's why he created us. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7, it says he created us to bring glory to himself. He created the world to show how creative and majestic and powerful he is. He created the animals to show how complex he can make a living being. And then none of that would bring glory to himself well enough. So he created us humans to be in his own image, to look like him so that we could be the the shining uh, creation of glory to him because we look like him. So he created everything. He created us to bring glory to himself. It's why we should do anything good. Not because it makes you feel good. We should do things to, um, to, to bring glory. We should do good things to bring glory to God. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says, Let your light so shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Not to build my kingdom, to build his kingdom. Not to bring glory to my name, but to bring glory to his name. It's why we should do good things. It's also why Jesus came to this earth, to bring glory to God. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, it says that Jesus came to be the radiance of the glory of God. And Jesus came as God's son to be a sacrifice so that we could have a relationship with him. And there's nothing that God did that brings more glory to himself than that. That's why Jesus came. And so that's why the Holy Spirit does whatever he does. Let's talk about it a little bit. He works in us. He works in the blessing. He works in blessing us. Don't you get, those of you who have kids, I'm a dad, you know, obviously today. And and, um, I love to be able to bless my kids. I love to be able to give them good things, to set them up for success. I love to see them enjoy life now. Don't you love that? I had a, I had a friend of mine who, who went and dropped his son off at college and, and he said, I just couldn't give him enough. I couldn't give him too much because he, he just, I wanted to set him up for success and I love to see him enjoy life. And that's the same way that God treats us. He loves to bless us. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. When we do well, it brings God glory because God loves you and he wants to bless you and he wants to work in your life. And he will, the Holy Spirit will teach us. The Bible says that we can, we can read the scripture and the Holy Spirit will actually teach us his word. He will remind us of his word for when we've taught, when we've learned about it in the past and we're going through something now, he will bring it to our memories. He gives us in salvation, in the forgiveness, he gives us new, big, abundant life. John chapter 10, verse 10 says that he gives us abundant life. He gives us gifts. Uh, He gives, there's gifts of the spirit, some to be teachers, some to be evangelists, some to be people who care for other people. He gives us good gifts, right? And he also gives us fruit. He works fruit in our life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He works all those things that aren't in me naturally, right? Can I get an amen? Those fruits of the spirit are not in us naturally. When you can love somebody who hates you, That's a a good gift that God works in us. The Holy Spirit works in us. He will give us visions. He will carry us along to accomplish his will. He will lead us and guide us. And he has power to do great things in our lives, to heal and to intervene. And, And the Bible says that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is inside of us with the Holy Spirit. 
This, let me say that one more time. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead, that made a dead body alive again, that same power is inside of you if you have the Holy Spirit. And yeah, come on. He has power to convict us of our sinfulness. But a really cool thing that I've learned in studying this, he also convicts the world of their sinfulness. So if you are not a believer, if you are um, just checking church out for, for a time today and you think, well, I've been convicted of my sinfulness, that is the Holy Spirit working in you to, for, the, for the Lord to draw you to himself. Praise the Lord. If you are not a believer and you feel convicted of sin, then God is working on you. Now, it can be dangerous to think that the Holy Spirit does all of this for our benefit because God loves you so much. And a very popular idea among the world today is that God is for you. God is for you and and he does want to bless you, um, but God wants you to have this great prosperous life. And, And because what happens if you aren't experiencing those things? What happens if if things don't quite go your way? What happens when you lose your job? Then is, is God not there or is he working any less? What happens when you have a child that gets diagnosed with terminal cancer? Does God not love you? Is he not for you? Then what about when you are just lonely and you feel like you can't find love anywhere? What about when your anxiety and depression or maybe mental illness is, feels like it's overcoming you and you've prayed about it and you've asked God to take it from you and it just doesn't feel like it's going away no matter what you do? Does God love you less? Is the Holy Spirit any less powerful? Is God not for you then? Or has God forsaken you? He does all sorts of great things and he works in the blessing. But he also works for his glory in the reigning. R-A-I-N. In the reigning. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 verse 44. It says that it rains on the just and the unjust. We live in a fallen world. And it rains on the just and the unjust. Bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people. Good things happen to bad people. And good things happen to great people, right? But it rains on the just and the unjust. So when it rains, and it will, it will rain in your life. Then God's Holy Spirit will carry you through the difficult times in your life for his glory. He will give you the ability to forgive people who have offended you. He will give you power to overcome sickness. I want to just let you guys know, many of you have heard about my brother was um, diagnosed with, a, with a, the, the worst kind of brain cancer. And um, the Holy Spirit has been working true and powerful miracles to heal him. My brother, he's known people that have been diagnosed with the same thing that he has and they've already died. But my brother's had miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. The Holy Spirit is working through the reigning for his glory. And, when, and, and so we think, well, well, I pray for all these bad things in my life. Well, one, what happens when God doesn't answer those prayers like that? Well, God is sovereign and he does what is right. And he does what he knows is best. And we have to trust that he is doing all things for his glory in the blessing and in the reigning. 
God's Holy Spirit is with us. He guides us. He teaches us. He stays with us. He loves us. He helps us. He consoles us. He comforts us. And on and on and on it goes. He is such a dynamic God. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, he dwells in you. And you get all of him at once. You get all the Holy Spirit. You don't need any more of the Holy Spirit. You get them all. The question is, does he have all of you? Does he have all of you? Have you given him every bit of who you are? Because another part of the Holy Spirit is that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30, it says that you can upset the Holy Spirit. You can disappoint him. You can hurt the Holy Spirit. You can hurt God's feelings. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19, it also says that you can quench the Holy Spirit. Another way to translate that word is to stifle the Holy Spirit. You can smother the work of the Holy Spirit. You can quench it. And it says, don't do it. We can hurt him. We can go against him. We can stifle him. We can quench him. So I want to encourage you, church, we must walk by the Spirit, in the Spirit, according to the power of the Spirit. What I want you to know today, I want you to know who the Spirit is. I want you to know what He does. So what do I want you to do about it? I want you to recommit your life today. Recommit your life. Refresh your commitment to the Lord today to walk by the Spirit according to His power, to read the Word a little bit more and let the Spirit show Himself to you to listen to the Spirit a little bit more today than you did yesterday, to tune in and ask God to speak to you. If you ever read in your Bible and you say, oh, that's good, that's good. That's the Spirit showing you that. That means that you've just had an encounter with God. Give Him glory for that. I wanna encourage you to refresh your commitment by letting the Spirit work in your life in all of these ways for His glory. And if you've never received the Holy Spirit, then I wanna invite you today to receive him. I wanna invite you today to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I wanna invite you today to open up your heart to the work of God's Holy Spirit and accept his forgiveness for your sinfulness and trust him as your Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit draws unbelieving people to himself. So if he's doing that for you today, I wanna to invite you, come up here and share it with me about it. Come up here, we've got a couple of counselors who love to talk with you about it and help you understand a little bit more. As the band plays, Christians, I want you to recommit your life to the, to the Lord, to listening to the Spirit and living according to His work. If you're not a believer this morning, if you're watching online, I pray you'll do it right there at your, at your couch, right there at your desk, right there wherever you're watching this. Just invite the Holy Spirit to come inside. You know, all you have to do is just be real with Him in, in your message to Him. And just say, I love you. And I want you to come in and, and change my heart and work in my life. And then come down and visit here. We'll help you work through that decision. Or if you're here today, come forward and tell us about that decision. As the band plays and as we sing this next song, let's enjoy the work of the Holy Spirit. Let's praise his name. And if you have a decision that you want to make, come and share it with us. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's worship church.
Let's thank Jeremy for the word this morning. Thank you, brother. Church, go with the Holy Spirit. He is with you always. Have a great day. Happy Father's Day.